Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. Each week we offer biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply and become the woman, wife, and mother you were created to be. We're so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day. Hello, everyone. My name is Deb, and I'm so excited to be here with you today with my special guest, Deidre Lyon. And Deidre is an amazing mom, and she is a bonus mom. She is a new bonus mom, and she has so much to share about things that she has been learning. And there are so many amazing bonus moms out there. And guys, I want you to know that God is with you. God will help you. God cares about your family, and you are not alone. And so I just wanted to start this video right out the gate telling you how much God loves you, that you are doing amazing work in your home with your bonus kids. It is so important. I was a bonus kid. My dad Uh, I had three different bonus moms. And so I have different experiences with, with bonus moms. And so I was a bonus kid. And I'm telling you right now, mama, your bonus children need you. They need you just as much as your biological children need you. They need you. They need your Christian influence. They need your words. They need your prayers. They need your love. They need your interaction. And so we're going to talk about that today. So I am thrilled because one of the biggest things at Help Club that we get questions about all the time is, can you please help us as bonus moms? I wrote an article from a bonus kids perspective called the ministry of a Christian stepmom. And it has had so many people have commented on that. And I thought I, I started asking God, God, please bring us a bonus mom, bring us a godly bonus mom that can help these moms. And God connected me and Dedra Dedra works as the uh, content partnership manager at the YouVersion Bible app. She is an amazing woman of God. And so Dedra, I am so, Deidre, I am so glad that you are here today. I am so glad to, to that you, you just came on the show. You have no idea how much we need you. So Deidre, I would love for you to just introduce yourself and, and your family and how you met your husband and how many bonus kids yeah. you have. So like you said, my name is Deidre Lyon, and uh, and like you also said, I get to uh, work on version, the Bible app. So if you ever have the Bible app and you see people in that app, I probably talk to them and ask them to provide content for our app. Um, I'm the content partnerships manager, and so my role is I get to initiate and nurture relationships with the people who provide content for the app, including verse of the day, communicators, people that write Bible plans. I get to talk to them. So if you ever need me to code anything, I couldn't do it. Those are, that's the smart people I'm, I'm <laughs> the <laughs> on our team. <clears throat> um, I am married. Like you said, we got married October of 2021. So we've been married about a year and four months. And, um, and I've got two amazing bonus kiddos. Oh, I love them. I got Maca. Her full name is McCartney. I call her, her nickname is Macca, but uh, her name is McCartney and she's nine. She'll be 10 in April. And then Harrison, uh, he is, he just turned 14 in November. And so, yeah, we got a nine-year-old and a 14-year-old and I love them to pieces. They are such great kids. I am so blessed. You are amazing. Oh, and I met my husband, you asked me how I met my husband. We actually met, welcome to 2020, you know, welcome to the 2000s. Uh, we met online. <clears throat> so um, in, you know, lockdown happened in 2020. You couldn't go anywhere, really do anything. And 
I had been single. I never married, no bio kids for years. Honestly, I kind of gave up hope. I was like, well, God, if you want me to get married, you'll have to just drop him from the sky. And one of my friends was like, just put yourself out there. And she's like, there's this new dating app. It's called Hinge. And um, I like, and at that point I had done almost every dating app. I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. She goes, just, just try it. So I got on and it was great because you didn't have to provide like all of this ridiculous information. You put, you answered a few icebreaker questions and you threw up a couple pictures and that was pretty much it. And so my husband's profile, or he liked my picture and I went to his profile and it said, I'm looking for someone who loves Jesus and wants to go to church with me. And I was like, sign me up for that guy. And we started talking. And um, of course, early on, he told me he had kids and and then we started dating and then I got to meet the kids. And um, yeah, long story short, about a being about a boom. Now we're married. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love that so much. And you know, Deidre, uh, there's another person. I cannot remember her name. Uh, I heard her speak about 10 years ago and she was going to give up on getting married. And I think she was 40 and uh, 40 years old. That's what it was. She was 40. And she met her husband who uh, had four bonus bonus sons. They were all boys. And uh, she stepped into that role and it was an amazing role. And I think their mom had passed away or something. Um, I can't remember the whole story, but she said, you know what I just did? I just put the crock pot on. And when they got home from school, I stood in the kitchen and I just listened and, and she said that, and I thought, you know, had I had a bonus mom that would have had an interest in me, that would have really helped because I was so broken whenever I was uh, 12 years old, when my dad remarried my first bonus mom and, um, and she actually told my dad, it's her or me, um, because I was so broken, you know, after my parents' divorce and, um, <laughs> And she told my dad that because I was too much to handle. And uh, I mean, I had tried to commit suicide. I mean, I, I was a lot to handle with her and I tried to commit suicide. And she told my dad, it's her or me. And so my dad chose me, thank the Lord. And they divorced. And so to have someone like you that says that your bonus kids are awesome and you care about them, Deidre, that is such a gift to your bonus kids because they need you. So tell me what you've learned or, or maybe tell me what were you, were there any fears that you had before you got married and how did you overcome them? Yeah. So uh, first of all, thank you for saying that. Like you started this whole talk off with, man, your kids need you. And I just, I got a little choked up because I'm, I'm so grateful. Like that's our assignment. Like I was assigned to be their bonus mom. And so just thank you for saying that. I hope that encourages every bonus mom that's listening, the the huge responsibility that we have because <clears throat> it's not easy and we choose it. Anyway, um, but things that I've learned, I will tell you um, if if there's someone out there that's dating someone with kids and because I'm, I'll give you context. I'm a, I'm a, I have a lot of like stepmom groups that I'm a part of. And so I'm still learning. Like I said, we've been married about less than a year and a half. 
And so I'm still learning every day, but I'm just soaking it up because I do want to be a really good bonus mom. My mom and dad got divorced and my mom dated. She never married anybody, but she dated. And there was one, one guy that she dated that was kind and took an interest in me and that, that impacted me. And so I want to be that for my kids. So one thing I actually do is um, when, when we're, we're at home, they're my kids. Like I want to respect their bio mom. And I'll say like, if I'm posting on Facebook or whatever, like these are my bonus kids. So I don't want their bio, their bio mom to ever think that like, they're my kids, but I do want my kids to know that like, I've heard that from adult bonus kids that, oh my gosh, my stepdad referred to me as his daughter or, you know, there was no bonus. And so they're my kids. Like I didn't give birth to them, but I love them. Like I gave birth to them. And so um, the number one thing that I learned is when we were dating, I wasn't trying to be an authority figure. They don't know me. I'm just, just a person that's dating their parent. And so I never tried to, especially excuse me, I never try to like mom them or anything. I just, I'm just a friend. I'm just a helpful friend. Um, And so one thing I will say, if you're dating somebody, like observe how the kids and the dad interact, because that's going to be kind of your life. And one of the things that really attracted me to my husband, I love this story. We went to Walmart and McCartney asked, she's like, dad, can I get this doll? And he was like, no. And she was like, please. And he was like, no. And she was like, okay. And she put it up and she didn't have to throw a fit or anything. And I was like, oh, let's go. <laughs> like you're a <great> dad. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that's a, that's, yeah, was that's so, like, that was one of the things that attracted me to him. I was like, okay, you actually like father your children. So let's go. <laughs> like that's helpful. Um, if you're, you know, if you're dating somebody and they're letting their kids get away with stuff, they're going to keep letting them get away with it. But, um, and in fact, he tells me I'm too soft. (laughs) 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 It's funny because both of us on some level, especially Maka, because she's the baby, like she knows, like sometimes I'm strong and I say no. And then sometimes dad's strong. It just depends on the day. So she, I think she knows who to go to, to get the yes. But um, but one thing I've learned, even when we got married, I decided I was just going to be a helpful friend. I wanted to earn equity. I wanted to be relational. And so um, for the really the first, oh gosh, I don't I can't put a time limit like the first six months or the first nine months. I really wanted to just really get to know the kids and I wanted to listen to them and understand them. And I want I wanted them to know that I was there for them before I, I never enforced anything and my husband honestly would get frustrated and he'd be like I'm telling them to go clean their room and you're not even saying anything and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just here I'm just getting to know them like you've known them their whole lives and I just met them you know relatively just met them and so um I'm not here to be a mom replacement I'm just building that relationship and so it was probably gosh it was sometime between six and nine months, I'm not here to put a, cause every family is different, but for us, it was about six to nine months of being married where I felt comfortable to go, okay, listen to dad or okay, go clean your room, sis. And even then I have decided I will never raise my voice at our kids. Um, because I don't need to, I can, I can respect, yes, they are little kids and I'm an adult, 
but I earn that respect from them because I I have that relational authority, not the positional authority. And I think that's the difference that I see in, in some bonus moms and even bio moms. It's like, you're going to do this because I say, and there's no relationship. And so my kids, I love that you talked about, I, I even love the visual of sitting in the kitchen with the crock pot going, listening to them. I'll typically go to their room or we'll watch a show together and I'll ask them, I pick them up from school and I'll say, okay, what's the best thing that happened today? What's the worst thing that happened? Today? So good. And so those are super easy questions. Cause if you just go, how was school? Good. It was great. Okay. Give me some more detail. What was the best thing that happened? And then I'll know, I try to keep tabs on who they like. And often I'll know about something before bio parents know, just because I'm taking the time to just, like you said, just taking the time to listen and build those relationships. And so when I do have to bring correction, again, I have made an, an agreement with myself to never yell or never scream. I will never raise my voice on my kids. And so I'll just go, okay, sis, I'll get firm, but I won't yell. I'll go, okay, sis, clean your room. Well, I'm watching TV. Sis, please, please obey. Please go clean your room. I don't want to go clean your room, please. Okay. And, and sometimes it's a, it's a little bit of a pushback, but she knows she feels safe with me. She know, like, you know what I mean? And, and so the kids know when I do, and I rarely even get firm in my voice, but they know for like, it's, it is real. And so uh, thankfully, again, I'm just blessed with such great kids. And I've told bio mom and my husband, like, y'all made some great kids, like props because, um, yeah. And that's the other thing, building a relationship with bio mom, having that relationship. And she and I are very similar. Like we have very similar personalities. And so, um, we are very, like, we have a text thread, the four of us. So bio mom was married before my husband married me. And so when we got married, we had, we created a text thread. So it's bio mom and her current husband, and then me and my husband. So the four of us, uh, we, it's a parent's channel and that may not work for everyone because they're different. Again, every family is different, but we are so blessed because we're able to go like, okay, I can go to this recital, but you guys can't. And so I'll record it and post it in our rent stick. Uh, you you can go to that and I can and sometimes there's things that happen on the same day. Okay, we'll go to the band recital and then you guys go to the dance recital. Perfect. And so all those little things, and again, I recognize that is not everybody's reality. But um, I actually came with kind of a list, like we as Christians, if it's not our reality, we can pray because I'm telling you, God is so faithful. And when we pray about any situation, we can pray, God, soften. If you have a bio mom that's, you know, high conflict or challenging, we can pray for that. Father, I just ask you to change her heart and, and Father, help me to be a light and help me to be kind. And so I try to be, and again, everything is not all sunshine and roses. We do have challenges for sure. But I just, prayer is our first thing that we do. And we have to always be reminded Ephesians 6 is we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It is spiritual warfare. And so in the final thing, when we put on the armor of God at that that very end of that passage is like, but pray about everything. And so I just pray. And that is my weapon. Father, I just ask you to soften mom's heart in this situation or whatever, whatever that challenge is, man, I am praying, praying, praying. And sometimes I don't feel like praying. Sometimes I'm like, Jesus, Holy Spirit, I am too angry right now to pray. I need you guys to pray to God for like, whatever, however that works. I need somebody to intercede for me because I'm so angry. And so, um, 
all those things happen, you know, <clears throat> but I'm telling you, I have seen God do some amazing, amazing things. Sorry. I, I feel like it was a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. I want all those details because I love it. I love, you know what I love about you, Deidre, is that your heart is open. Your heart is open to God using you as his hands and feet. Your heart is open to getting to know your bonus, your children, your bonus kids, your children, your heart is respectful towards their mother. And I, now I do know a lot of people that have had really like, I have several friends who have had really bad relationships with the bio mom, like so bad. And I don't even know. I mean, that's just a, you have to take that to the Lord. You know, I mean, I know I, uh, it's just hard. So I'm really thankful. Two things that are great. And I haven't done this with, um, I've done this with various people that I'm like, Ooh, I don't like that person very much, but I always pray, father, help me to see that person. Like you see him, help me to love them. Like you love them. And he will, he'll help us to see them because the same blood that Jesus shed on the cross for us, he shed for whoever the person is that we're having an issue with. And so Jesus, for some reason, he decided this person was worth giving my life for. And so they're worth Jesus giving his life for. There's some good, there's something in there. There's more inside of them that we can ask the Holy Spirit to show us. Father, help me to see her like you see her. No, because if when we really get to know that bonus mom, there's baggage there and there's there's often challenges and insecurities where we just say, you know what, let's go to coffee. And bonus mom, we may ask her to coffee. She may never go. But we've asked her and we it's our responsibility to be the light and be loving. And it is hard, but we have a responsibility to our kids, but also to our heavenly father, because it's real easy to go to the soup kitchen and serve, you know, the homeless, or it's real easy to get on a plane and go to Nicaragua for a mission trip. But it is our responsibility to be a light and be missionaries right where we are. Yes. And, you know, what do you do? And I, I know you've interviewed a lot of people just for yourself. You've talked to a lot of bonus kids, a lot of people that are, uh, in, you know, they're, they're, they're bonus families. And I do know some families where the, the bio mom has really turned the kids against the dad and the stepmom. And so they don't even have contact with them. And it's heartbreaking when that happens. Absolutely. And that's wrong. Like people shouldn't do that to the, to the dad or the mom. So do you know anybody like that, that has overcome that or, or just, you know, just, I mean, we could just probably just pray for those people today, but do you know anyone that's been through something like that and how did they overcome it? Or are they still maybe in it or what do you have? Do you know anybody? Yes, I actually I have a friend who is a bonus mom. Their kids are adults now. And so she's a great resource for me because the mom was doing the exact same, like that exact thing, trying to brainwash the kids and they don't love you. They don't care about you. Here's the thing. Kids have eyes. And even even if they fall for the brainwashing early on, continue to do what you're doing. Time plus consistency equals trust. And so if you keep doing the same thing every day, you're going to keep loving that, uh, loving those kids. You're going to keep loving that mom. You're going to keep praying. You're going to keep praying together as a married couple. Hey, honey, we're going to pray together for our kids bio mom, because quite frankly, without her, they wouldn't be here. And so uh, we're going to pray for a bio mom or whatever. We're going to pray for this situation and we're going to keep praying just like the persistent widow. 
We're going to keep praying until God moves. And so anyway, one of my friends uh, went through something very similar. And she said the kids were in their 20s when they finally realized like, oh, here's here's what we're dealing with right now. Um, And so they they finally were like, oh, my gosh, we're so sorry. All the things that our mom said, like we believed it. But as we became adults, we started really understanding and really seeing and that my friend, she's just, she was just faithful, faithful in prayer. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know the, where the scripture is found, but be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. And so if we have that joyful hope when we're dealing with the situations and we're, and we're patient, we, and we're faithful in prayer, God will move. And the kids may be in their twenties and you may have, the kids may be four and five. You're like, gosh, that's 15 years from now. But every single day when we're doing the consistent, the right things every day, change will come. Just like on, if you're, if you've ever seen a ship, a ship has to slowly turn and slowly adjust to get to wherever they're going. And even planes, they have to slowly adjust um, to get where they're going. We slowly adjust, we slowly pivot to do what we need to do um, to to bring what we need to bring to our kids. Because like you said, our kids need us. And even they may look at us and say, I hate you, I don't need you, you're terrible, whatever. Here's the other thing to remember. Our kids have been through trauma. They have been through the trauma of divorce and they are children. Their prefrontal cortex isn't even completely formed yet. So if your kids, bonus kids are like yelling at you or they're mean, you know, they're mean to you or whatever, just keep showing up, keep loving them, keep praying them, keep praying. And it is hard. And I haven't had like anything to that extreme, but I have had those moments where, and I'm doing everything. I'm feeling like, oh man, we're really hitting our stride. And then my bonus daughter will go, well, I would, I'd rather go with my mom today, or I'd rather do this. And it's like, oh, it, it hurts. Cause it's like, dang. But you know what? She still needs bonus mom. She needs that. And so I'm here for when she does need me. And it's hard, you know, again, it's hard and it's painful, but we just, we pray through that. Um, And you know what else it is? It is, I always think about bonus moms on Mother's Day and Mm -hmm. how hard you work for those children and that you don't always get the recognition that you would want on say mother's day. And a lot of bonus moms do a lot of dads make a big deal out of it. But I I think we need bonus moms mother's day, honestly, or something like that. Because I feel that bonus moms are overlooked on mother's day, not all, but some. And I just want to say to you right now that God sees you and guess Mm -hmm. who pays the biggest return on investment. God does. He sees the way that you've laid down your life, how you've been patient, how you've loved bonus mom, how you've loved your bonus kids. And he's the one that will pay you back. And he's going to give you a great reward, not only in heaven, but on this earth. And even if it looks dark, even if you're the bone, uh, the bio mom has turned the kids so bad away from you that they won't even come over anymore. Don't you forget that God sees you and he loves you and he is going to fight just like Deidre said, 
when maybe the child will be 20 years old, whenever that child comes back and says, you know what? Now I realize that my mother was manipulating me, but God is going to show that child because you cannot get past him. You cannot get past. He gives grace, but he's also just, and he will show your bonus kids the truth. So Deidre, I'm so glad you brought that up. Okay. I I wanted to ask you another question. So you told me a really good tip. You like going in the halls of you version where you walk up and down the hall, you know, there's a lot of bonus kids that have grown up and you ask them, what, what are some tips and what have they told you? Yeah. um, So one of our adult ladies here who was a bonus child, Lana, I got to spend some time with her. And yeah, like you said, I love, I just want to learn. I want to learn how can I be the best bonus mom? And I wanted to talk to adults to go, when you were a child, help me understand, because I, I live with my mom. I didn't go back and forth because quite frankly, I didn't mention this early on, but my father sexually abused me. So I wasn't allowed to go to his house. So I never did the back and forth thing in two homes. So I've been trying to really get perspective on that. Um, So anyway, so I met with Lana and she said the biggest thing, she gave me a whole list of things. But one of the main things that she's told me is buy two of everything because you kids sometimes feel displaced or they almost kind of feel like refugees going back and forth from one house to another. So we've got two backpacks, two dance outfits if they're in dance, two cheer outfits if they're in cheer, if you can't afford to do so. Obviously, every family can't afford to do that. But as much as we possibly can, we're getting two of everything, two winter coats, because often like I left it at mom's or whatever. And they're kids. And I've seen because I am in some stepmom groups. I have seen parents get really frustrated. They left their, we bought them this coat. They left it at their mom's house. They're children. So just get two. And if you can, again, if you can afford it, typically at the end of the season, so like in March or April, so when you can get really great deals on win- next year's winter coats, because we'll typically, if they're still growing, you're going to typically buy a winter coat every year because they're growing. And then if you can afford it, try to get two <clears throat> or two backpacks or two. Now we're, we didn't get two phones because that's, <laughs> yeah. but as the things that make sense that kids typically leave at the, at, you know, one house or another, we try to get those basic things so that that's one less thing that the kids have to that they have to carry, because, um, again, it's hard when your parents have been through divorce on some level. You don't feel safe. You're living. You don't even feel like um, home because you're I go to, I'm going to this house for a few days and I'm going to this house for a few days. That is hard. Like like. Think about when we're adults, and I bet those of us that have to travel and go to hotel, like just traveling and packing, all that stuff is hard as an adult. Imagine how that is as a child. And of course, you're going to be have those grumpy days, or of course, there's going to be, you know, anger and trying to work through your feelings and um, how do I feel about this? And that's a really another great tip my friend gave me, <clears throat> who's a bonus mom, their kids are adults, but she always just asks them, how do you like they'll process about like this happened or I'm mad about it or you just ask them why do you feel like that or how do you feel how does that make you feel and why are you feeling like that especially if they get you know like sassy or whatever oh man it looks like you're angry at me so why are you angry at me and just really seeking the understanding because at the end of the day anger is just the bodyguard of sadness and wait wait say that again 
Say that anger again. is just the bodyguard of sadness. It's so good. It's true. Yeah, it's so true. The kid's smarting off to you or sassing off to you. It can be frustrating, but knowing, okay, what's going on? Like just slowing down and going, wow, it sounds like you're really angry. Hey, help me understand what I did. What did I do to make you so angry? And there may be name calling, what whatever that is, but just slowing down and remembering that we are a reflection of Jesus. And that's the other thing is as our kids build relationships with us, if we're a reflection of Jesus, ultimately the prayer is that they will want to build a relationship with Jesus. Because for some of our bonus kids, let's be honest, we're going to be the only reflection of Jesus they're going to see. And that's a really huge responsibility. To That's, that's a weight to carry. Hmm. That's so good. And Deidre, just the fact that your mom had to leave your dad because he was sexually abusing you. I mean, I can't even imagine, but look at you, (laughs) look at what you're doing. Look at how much you love the Lord. And I know that there might be some moms watching today that might say that maybe their husband abused their child. So they had to divorce. Maybe their Mm -hmm. husband, their ex-husband's in jail because of something that they did to the child. And what would you say to a parent? who has been through that type of a trauma, horrible things happening, what would you say to that parent who worries about their child? Mm. I would say go to counseling, get counseling for yourself and your child. If you can afford it, if you, I mean, try to hopefully like, you know, insurance will pay for it and those sorts of things. That would be the first thing. Get counseling, talk about it, talk about it openly with your bio child. If the, if you're a mom that had to leave dad, have those conversations, have those open, honest conversations um, and make, make it a safe place. But like you said, sometimes you're scared. You're like, I don't want my kid to go to school or, and I'm like that with my bio kid. Like, and, and my husband is amazing. I mean, I'm not worried about him, but like we go to the store and some guy walks past McCartney and I'm like, what's he doing? He might like, like I'm, I'm like, just because I'm, I'm hyper aware of it. Um, but I would say again, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I mean, that's something else that we just, we pray through. We pray over our kids every morning. God, I just pray your protection over our kids because at the end of the day, it's very hard to trust God with our kids and our money. And so they got to go to school unless we're going to homeschool. They got to go, you know, and then we want to definitely, like if they're going to a friend's house, we're going to know that friend's parents. We're going to know everything about them. And um, yeah, so that that's that's what I would say. Um, like I said, I would say go to counseling for both of you, have that open conversation, and then just you're just praying for healing for yourself and your child. And if you're and then if you remarry, be open with that, you know, future husband. Or if you start dating again, be open with that husband. Hey, here's some things that we went through. And it's going to make you be, it's definitely going to make you, whether you're the mom or you're the child that lived through it, it will make you a lot more hyper aware and a lot more careful because quite frankly, I mean, I was in my forties when I married for the very first time. And, um, and I've been very picky for lack of a better word 
<clears throat> and pray all over that, like for every, I don't know, as much as you can think about it. Okay, God, are you sure this is who I need to date? And here's the other thing, get into some sort of biblical community. That may look like if your church, if they, if they have life groups or some sort of women's group or a Bible study group, whatever that is, do not do this life alone. Get yourself some community because that is going to really help healing. Because when you get in these groups, just statistically, when you sit in a group, somebody in that group has been through something that you've gone through. And I remember my very first time going to a life group, there are some things that that I had gone through as a result of having been sexually abused. And a lady, it was my very first time, she opened up about the exact same thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, what are the odds? And so the odds are very high. And so when we can have that biblical community, we've got other people who are praying for us. We've got other people we can be transparent with. And we've got other people who probably have walked down that same road that can hold us accountable, that can say, man, here's how I want. And the other thing is, it's it's Proverbs 27, 17 says it's iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So they may help you, but you may also help them. That's so good. Uh, Deidre, that's so good. So good. Um, I wanted to ask you, is there something that your mom did that helped you to be who you are today? Like, was your mom, was your mom, is there, is there something that she did to, or did God just intervene in your life? Because you're such a strong Christian and you're so filled with faith. And I just know people want to know how did she get to where she is today? You know? Uh, honestly, my mom was pretty broken because he phys- sexually abused me and physically abused her. So she was dealing with a lot, but I did have an amazing grandmother and an amazing aunt. So I had these women who were, who I watched be really sh- just super strong women. And so I had these just really amazing examples of resilience, um, in my life. And God did a lot like in me. And like, I remember those times, one of the books I read early on was Captivating mm. by uh, Stacey. And I remember sitting on the bed, reading the book and I had held, I had really held God at arm's length because when you've been sexually abused, you just think every, that's what every man wants. And I honestly thought, which sounds weird, like that's what God wanted from me. And, um, I felt like God was saying that I was holding him at arm's length and he was like, I don't want anything from you. And so I really, after reading Captivating, was really just able to really accept God as my father. And I'll tell you, I did a lot of praying, but I'm telling you what really changed me. And people don't talk about this often. I did a lot of fasting. So many of the great moves um, in my life have happened as a result of fasting. And so it it's hard and it's challenging to um, not eat or do a Daniel fast or whatever, but I'm telling you, man, so many amazing things happen when we fast. God just moves. Um, there's a verse in the Bible and it just talks about these things come about through prayer and fasting. There's just something about it. When Jesus went away for 40 days, what did he do? He prayed and fasted. <clears throat> what did Daniel do? He prayed and fasted. Um, heck, even Saul, when he became Paul, 
he fasted. Like there's over and over and over in scripture, um, those great moves, move of God's moves of God have come about through fasting. And so I've found that to be true in my life. And so if you have a situation that you're dealing with and you're praying and you're praying and you're praying, also add fasting to that, because I'm telling you, that's when you really, because your flesh is dying and that on the Holy Spirit is just like penetrating your soul. Um, and it is just like, dang, like, yeah. That's, that is so amazing. That's so, and I, and I know that you could get breakthrough with your bonus kids in, you know, if things are difficult, I know you can, my mom was like your mom and uh, she was really broken and my parents divorced because of her mistake. She, she died when I was 20, but she married, I had a stepdad too. And he was absolutely horrible. Like being his bonus daughter. I hated it. I wanted to be with my mom, even though she was an alcoholic, but I, I was not safe with my bonus dad, uh, my stepdad. He had porn all over the house and he beat my mom, like beat her like crazy. She would end up in the hospital and uh, she died and she was married to him. And um, he ended up going to prison for doing something and he's dead now. He was killed in prison, but I never felt safe with him. And so that's an, like, that's, I like, with, I can't even imagine your own dad doing that to you, Deidre, like at all. And I, I just, my, my stepdad just feeling that, that I could feel it. And God always was like, kept me kind of away from him, you know? And so, but I wanted to be with my mom, but I, my dad had custody of me. So, and I agree with you fasting and seeking out the Lord and getting help. And um, yeah. And then look at us today, right? Look at uh, who we are because of Jesus Christ. All things are possible to him who believes. All things are possible by faith. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and just having God working in our lives with the Holy spirit, you know, resting in him when we have problems that we don't know what to do about with our bonus kids or with our own hearts, just coming to him and giving him those problems and seeking out healing and asking for his help. He will do it. He will help us. And so I'm so thankful that you were here today, Jizra. I just, I feel like so many moms are going to be blessed and um, I'm just really thankful for you. And I'm really thankful that you came on to our, our show today. And I was wondering if you would be willing to pray for the bonus moms and dads who might be listening today. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Father, I just thank you so much for bringing us on this call, on this call, on this podcast. Um, and Father, I just thank you so much for every bonus parent and parent that's listening. Quite frankly, every bonus parent, every bio parent, every grandparent, every foster parent, every adopted parent. Father, all of us, you have called us to be parents to our sweet kiddos. And so, Father, that is a responsibility that we know that you don't hold lightly because we know, Father, how much how you feel about little kids. And I know how much you love all our all of our sweet little kiddos that are on this earth. And so, Father, first of all, may we never take for granted the responsibility that we get to have in loving our kiddos and caring for our kiddos. 
And Father, every day I pray that you just equip all of us, give us wisdom and courage and discernment and favor with every single day, knowing your mercies are new every single day. Father, help us grow closer to you so that we can every day be a better reflection of you to every child in our care. Father, I just pray just every parent that's feeling discouraged or wanting to give up. Father, I just pray for supernatural encouragement. Father, help them to see the fruit of their labor. Help something happen that they can see, oh my gosh, I am making a difference. Give them glimpses of the impact that they are making so that that can encourage them to keep going. And Father, for those that don't have biblical community, I pray that you surround them with a biblical community so that they can connect with people all around them and have that support um, so we can do this life because we know that we're better together. Father, we love you. We praise you and I ask all of these things in your holy and powerful name. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, Deidre. Thank you so much. I have a feeling we're going to do this again sometime soon because you are so encouraging and faith-filled and I just want everyone to hear your message because it's it's amazing. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who is here today. And uh, we just are praying for you and your work is, it matters greatly to God. So don't give up, keep going, keep praying. And he is going to reward you in a mighty ways. So we love you. Thank you for watching. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.